The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. And on tonight's show, we're going to talk about healthy eating and easy ways to implement healthy habits, how to cultivate positivity and prioritize wellness in your life. Uh, We're also going to talk about how to maneuver differing food habits within a relationship and how to raise healthy eating children. Joining me tonight for this conversation, we have Joy McCarthy, who I'm very excited to welcome to the show. Hi, Joy. Hi, Laura. Hi. Of course. Joy Joy McCarthy is the founder of Joyous Health. She's an award-winning certified holistic nutritionist as well as a best-selling author. She's a trusted nutrition expert who's been featured in hundreds of publications and appears as a regular health expert on TV. She also co-hosts the Joyous Health podcast with her husband, Walker. I like that name, Walker. Yeah, it's a cool name. Only heard it as a last name, never as a first name. Yeah, it's so true. Now, I thought, Joy, I thought this conversation uh, was very much needed tonight because on a personal note, it seems like everyone I talk to right now is trying to lose COVID weight. Oh, yeah. Right? And so many people don't really know where to start. So I'm hoping that we can get our listeners right back on track with this show. So let's get started, shall we? Yeah, absolutely. So let's just start with you. How did you begin this journey of natural health and wellness? Well, I began this journey because I had no other choice. Um, I was really unwell for many years. I had um, hormonal imbalance. Um, I was That's what I'm hair. going through right now, Joy. Okay. Oh, oh okay. my so goodness. Maybe, yeah, maybe something I share uh, will okay. spark something in you. Um, but for me, like, I had a lot of anxiety. I had so many digestive problems, like chronically bloated, heartburn, like you name it, constipated. Hello, we're talking about yeah. me right now. Okay. Okay, Sorry. okay. So that was me. Um, but that, you know, was quite a few years, a couple decades ago. I'm in my 40s now, and this was in my late te- teens, early 20s. And so I went from doctor to doctor, specialist to specialist. I was taking different types of medications. I was popping pills like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I was just getting nowhere other than sicker. Nobody was helping me, and I was so no, they frustrated. Can. Western yeah, medicine because, can't help yeah, you. Because, I know, because like they just couldn't address the root cause, and it wasn't until I had my own epiphany where I was like, you know what? This pill is not going to solve my anxiety. It's not for me. It's not going to fix my hormones, um, so I need to make a change. So that's when I started. I dived into my own research because back then it wasn't like you could just go online or look someone up on Instagram, it was, you know, it was a different time. It was, and it's not even that long ago, right? I, I get it. But even when you're trying to do your own research, it can get so confusing. And that's where yeah. I'm at right now. Because I'm like, so true. One, one website will tell you this. Somebody else will tell you that. Somebody else, will, some other dietitian will tell you that. So it gets really confusing. And that's why you're on the show today. I, and I feel you. I totally get that. I think, you know, there's this, this like information overload. So for me, I... I just, um, I just kind of like went with intuitively what made the most sense. So I changed my diet. Um, I started taking natural health supplements. I stopped running as much. Instead, I started doing yoga. 
So it was truly a holistic approach. And within probably six months, like my life and my health was completely transformed. My hair was growing back. My digestive system was back on track. Uh, my anxiety, I was able to manage it uh, so much better. And it was because of natural health. And I, you know, I am so grateful, though, that I had that journey and I kind of hit rock bottom because I don't know if I had just always kind of been coasting and just kind of dealing with these, you know, symptoms and health issues, I don't know whether I would have been so aggressively interested in making a change, but I was feeling pretty awful. And so yeah. that for me was like, okay, I got to make a change. And I did. And that inspired me to later go back to school because I didn't, this is actually my second career. I knew I had to go back to school because I had to learn how I could educate people on everything that I had learned myself. I love it. So uh, just because we're talking about personal experiences and you, sh- you shared yours, so I'm going to share mine quickly. Yeah. Uh, and this question is specifically for me and for other people who also suffer from poor gut health. So I've always had di- digestive issues and I suffered from heartburn from a very young age. And mm-hmm. Western medicine doctors, they can't help you, okay? They haven't been able to. It's like take this little pill and then, you know, and it's like eat whatever you want. I'm like, I can eat whatever I want? Yeah, well, how is that going to fix the root of the problem? Mm-hmm. That didn't sit well with me. So years ago I went to a naturopath that put me on a food combining diet that worked. It helped heal right. my gut. And I was much better for a couple of years, but then, you know, old habits start creeping up on you. Um, And I want to do it again, but it's such a difficult diet to follow. And I'm not sure that it's all necessary. So no coffee, no alcohol. You can only have fruit in the morning. Um, You can't eat it with anything else because supposedly fruit ferments in your stomach. Lots of legumes, nuts, whole grains, brown rice pasta or brown rice, millet cereal, Ezekiel bread was the only bread Mm -hmm. I could eat could eat and it tastes like chalk, <laughs> um, <laughs> right? Uh, no vinegar on my salad, only, uh, only olive oil and lemon, lots of veggies, no dairy, but only goat cheese once in a while. Uh, veggies can, um, are to be eaten with carbs, not proteins. Uh, you can have protein and veggies or carbs and veggies, but not protein and carbs. Is there an easier way to improve my gut health without this type of extreme diet, because that's really yeah. extreme. And I lost a ton of weight, almost too much weight, and I just don't want to go there again. Like yeah, if, if I knew that it was just coffee and alcohol that I could cut out, then that would be great, right? But it's, it's not. It's more than that. So how do I go about this this time? So have you done just coffee and alcohol and see how your system reacts? I'm going to answer that, but right after this break. Stay with me. We're going to show you how to get really healthy here tonight on the Dating and Relationship Show. We'll be back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're back. Joy McCarthy, award-winning certified holistic nutritionist in studio with us tonight. We're talking about healthy eating and implementing healthy eating habits. Such an important conversation to have, especially right now. Everybody's trying to lose this COVID weight. Mm -hmm. Before the break, we were talking about my poor gut health, I've always had issues with digestion, and uh, I was telling her my story and this diet that this uh, naturopath put me on. It's called the food combining diet. It's a real tough diet, though, to follow, and I'd asked Joy if there was an easier way to improve my gut health without 
this type of extreme diet. And then you asked me if I could just cut out coffee or try cutting out coffee and alcohol. I haven't quite done that because those those are the two things that I think I love the most is the mm-hmm. alcohol and the coffee, <laughs> especially in the summer, right? Like yeah. everything's about, hey, come over for a cocktail, come over for a cocktail. You have people over, come over for a cocktail. So it's really difficult to do. And I know that I can do it, Right. But, yeah. um, okay, so let's, what do you suggest for me? So, yeah. I think it's all about, I think for you and for most people, I think it's all about baby steps. First of all, what your naturopath recommended is amazing. Food combining work can work really, really well for people. It but, really did. You know, yeah, but, I mean, if you feel like right now for you that's just not attainable, then I think you really want to focus on baby steps. And what can you do? What are little things that you can do? Uh, that can make a difference right now. Um, mm-hmm. Because let's face it, just taking a break from coffee or maybe even drinking less coffee, if you know that tends to be a trigger for you, it's going to make a difference. So if you feel like, I would say pick one of the two. Pick either taking a break from coffee or taking a break from alcohol. Well, first of all, taking a break from alcohol will probably help you lose weight because alcohol is essentially sugar. Sugar converts to fat. And, of course, alcohol makes us eat more foods, makes us crave more, increases our appetite, right? But the other thing you could do, yeah, the other thing you could do is, you know, in the morning, start with lemon and water. Start your day out with freshly squeezed lemon and water. helps to stimulate good digestion. Okay, so, so I can substitute the lemon and water instead of the apple cider vinegar because I was told to take a half a shot of apple cider vinegar in the morning, and I tried that for a week, and I literally wanted to be sick every morning. Like, I, just, I can't do it. I can't. I hate it. Do you know what, though? A lot of people get used to it. I used to hate it, too. Oh. I used to really hate it. And oh. now I don't. It, it's funny. I, I Because whenever I feel bloated or my tummy is just bothering me a bit, apple cider mm. vinegar always, always works. It always makes me feel better um, in my gut. But, yes, you could do lemon. Lemon has, but- like, a very similar effect. But if your gut lining is damaged, like I think mine might be, won't it burn my stomach? Because I felt like there was some burning um, a few times. I've had some burning sensation in my stomach. Well, yeah. I mean, if you have like an ulcer, if you have like a stomach ulcer or something, then anything acidic is not going to be good. But Mm -hmm. you don't want to confuse that burning feeling. Say apple cider vinegar makes your gut feel, it has like, you get like a warm sensation. So okay. there's a, you just want to identify, is it actually burning or is it just a warm sensation within my gut? The okay. other thing you can do are you can go to the health food store and you can buy some bitters. Uh, you might be thinking of alcohol when it comes to bitters, kind of similar. Concept. I love bitters. I love bitters. Yeah. yeah, you could do, so you go to the health food store, you get some different bitters like dandelion, burdock, and you put that in a bit of water and you drink that before a meal, first thing in the morning. That helps with good digestion. And okay. then with your heartburn, I would, you know, there's so many, honestly, we could talk about this for a whole entire hour, but just like some really simple quick tips would be to, you know, not, don't eat large meals, um, eat smaller meals, um, don't eat right before bed. Do you fast at all? Like what's your, what's the I do. I, I normally, I will, I'll eat, I won't eat past around seven, sometimes okay. eight, it depends. And I know that's bad. But then I won't eat until about 1130 in the morning. Okay, that's amazing. And for a lot of people, for people listening to this, like fasting can be a really great way to tune up your digestive system and help your metabolism and, you know, ultimately help you lose weight. 
because most people are eating too late into the evening and it's really not great for your digestive system, but you're already doing that. So that's amazing. Continue to do that. Um, I would suggest working again with a practitioner because there's so many more questions I have and I'd want to unpack with you um, to be able to help you. But drinking more water is key, um, you know, eating lots of plant-based foods, but eating foods that are bitter, like a really great thing. If you're going to go to a barbecue and you really want that burger, eat a big arugula salad before you have whatever else it is you're going to have because that stimulates good digestion. Now, changing the way that you eat can be very daunting, and we know that. Mm, And it can often feel very overwhelming, especially with the overload of information on the Internet like we had talked about. But what are some simple ways that people can improve their eating habits in general? Um, Where should they start? I think you got to start with, like, one meal a day. Instead of looking at it like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to change everything, Um, you know, every meal, I'm going to make sure that I, half of my plate is vegetables. Um, I think a good start is just like starting with one meal, get a really good breakfast in, uh, and make sure that could, depending who you are, that if you're vegan or you eat meat, you know, that could be a vegetarian omelet, or it could be a smoothie that you pack with really amazing superfoods. Um, and you, you know, don't have any refined sugar and you cut out the dairy um, so starting with get one meal in, to, like say to yourself for the next seven days, I'm going to make breakfast my best meal of the day. And then when you've done that, add on that. So then look at your snacks, look how much water you're drinking. Um, if you're already, if someone's listening and you're already doing that, then the next step would be make sure at every meal and snack, half of your plate is something plant-based. So that might mean you have a great big salad before dinner. That might mean that, you know, when you are looking at what snacks you're going to have for the day, you chop up some celery and some carrots and you put them in a glass jar of water and leave them in your fridge. And that's going to be your snack that you have with some hummus. So like really get, um, be prepared. I think such a big part of nutrition is just like being prepared. When we come back, we're going to discuss what Joy can tell us about those who complain about not having enough time to prepare healthy meals. We'll be right back. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It's Sunday night. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta. Joining me tonight is Joy McCarthy. She's an award-winning certified holistic nutritionist. Tonight we're talking all things healthy. We're talking about cultivating positivity and prioritizing wellness in your life as well as uh, eating healthy and implementing healthy eating habits. Okay, Joy, let's talk about... uh, what we can say to those people who complain about not having time to prepare healthy meals. Okay. So those people, might you said food prep was very important, right? Yeah, so it is very is important, important, but you're going to get those people that I don't have time. I don't have time too lazy. I don't have time for it. Okay. Well, you know, I would say you have to make time. Look at your day at a 24 hour period. How much time do you spend sleeping? How much time do you spend watching TV? How much time do you spend surfing Instagram? Like, look at your entire day um, and what, where are you spending most of your time? And you realize that you actually have a lot of time. And healthy eating doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't mean that you're taking 
an hour to make dinner. Like I am like the queen of super quick, fast, easy meals. I do not like spending max like 22 minutes um, at dinner, like put it in the oven or put it on the barbecue, whip up a quick salad, super easy, done. So I'm all about making it easy. Like, because you know what, you're just not going to do it. If you have to slave in the kitchen, you know, for hours on end, then it's just not fun. And as much as I love food and I love to cook, I don't love being in the, in the kitchen, like, for hours oh, I love being in the kitchen. I love it. But someone told me, yeah, I do. Someone told me this past week that a girlfriend of theirs, what they do is they prep the garlic, uh, the onions, and all the like the basic ingredients, and they freeze those ingredients. So then, yeah, and, and then everything, yeah. yeah, and most things they cook usually have no more than four or five ingredients, and they keep using the same ingredients and making these delicious meals. And I thought, yeah, that's, that's exactly a good idea. What I yeah. So you do it's that simple. as well? Not the freezing part, but I just make recipes that are really easy. Like if I have a plate of food, I don't have more than two or three things on there. It's just really simple. The other thing I do is I have like a snack shelf in my fridge where I have all my pre-chopped stuff and like just all my healthy snacks. And I have a snack shelf um, in the kitchen cabinet, the cupboard as well, like with like stuff that's non-perishable, um, things that I can just like easily grab uh, when I do feel hungry, just to keep it like really simple and easy. But I don't do like the pre-chopping and freezing um, because, you know, I actually kind of like chopping things like onions and whatnot. I like enjoy that. And I feel like it's such like a, an easy thing, but you can buy frozen vegetables. There's nothing wrong with, you know, making sure that you have your freezer also stocked with frozen vegetables. So when you need something in a pinch, um, if you don't have broccoli and you want to make like a beautiful pasta with lots of vegetables and do like, you know, use like a basil pesto or something, and you want to have broccoli in it, it's nice if you have just frozen broccoli that you can quickly blanch or even just like pour boiling water over it from your kettle and quickly have um, some fresh, something green in your pasta. Great tips. And for those who complain about not having time to prepare healthy meals, what about preparing meals together, making it a fun activity that you can enjoy with your partner or your family members? I know myself, like, I mean, if I'm not, if I don't enjoy a certain activity, it's a lot easier for me to do when someone else is around me. Like cleaning. I hate cleaning, right? But if someone's with me cleaning, then I'll clean (laughs) because it just (laughs) makes it much more enjoyable. (laughs) It's so true. I, yeah, I'm all about togetherness. Like if you can get in the kitchen and cook with your significant other, um, for those listening who have kids, get your kids in the kitchen. Learning how to cook is a life skill. Yes. kids grow up into health. Teach them young. Teach them Mm -hmm. early. Yeah. Get them making you meals. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) The foods that you, the foods you choose to eat can impact your mental health right? Your mental state and your mood. What are the best foods that you would recommend to anyone who feels like they need a mood boost? Yeah. Do you have any favorites? Yeah, for sure. I would make sure that your um, meal, that your plate always has some form of good fat um, for hormonal balance. Your omegas. Yeah. Get your omegas. So things like salmon, sardines, avocado, nuts and seeds, nut butters, olive oil, olives, These are all great forms of fat. And then protein, because you need protein is broken down into amino acids, which are building blocks of neurotransmitters, which are important to make serotonin and dopamine, et cetera. So making sure you get enough protein. 
And people are very confused at times. They feel like you have to cut out all fats from your diet, which is not true because you need no. fat in your diet to help you lose weight as well. Good fats oh, like avocado 100%. and olive oil. And what about butter? Is that healthy yeah. or not? I'm a fan of butter. I totally eat butter. I buy like grass-fed butter because it's higher um, in certain nutrients like CLA and omega-3s because then the cows are, you know, grazing on a pasture and eating grass. So even moderation, I know I hate that word moderation. So it's not like I'm slathering butter on everything. But you know what? If I'm cooking up some mushrooms, I'll put in um, like a tablespoon of butter just to like really flavor it up. So I'm not anti-butter. Um, I just think it's all about making a part of a healthy, balanced diet. Mm-hmm. And don't buy that, I can't believe it's not butter crap, you know, buy the oh, real yeah, butter. definitely do not buy that garbage. <laughs> <It's just like laughs> we need to take a break. <laughs> yeah, we need to take a break. Gross. We're talking about healthy eating and implementing healthy eating habits tonight on the Dating and Relationship Show. Listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Tonight on the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, we're talking about cultivating positivity and prioritizing wellness in your life with award winning certified holistic nutritionist Joy McCarthy. Welcome back to the show, Joy. Hello. Hi. Now, studies show that the effects of unhealthy eating can cause problems with your digestive system, your skin, your weight, and certain unhealthy diets can result in obesity and related diseases. The reasons why junk food is so popular is because of its convenience, the cost, Mm -hmm. and the flavor, because it tastes so good, right? Okay, so Mm -hmm. flavor I get, convenience probably, but the cost really? Like, do you agree with that? I don't think we need to be shopping at Whole Foods to eat healthy. What are your thoughts on that? No, we definitely. You can go to No Frills. No Frills has like a huge organic section. Like every grocery store has a few, a, a huge produce section. Um, and just to your point, like fast food, food manufacturers know that fast food is very addictive. Um, it lights up a, the same area of the brain as like hard class drugs. It stimulates our dopamine. So you know, when we feel very addicted to that bag of Doritos or whatever candy you're eating, it is very real, but you can break that cycle. You just have to choose um, to want to do that. And healthy eating can be very affordable if you are shopping in the right places. Also, grow your own food. So many people are in COVID. I have seen so many people on Instagram who have these, you know, balcony gardens, indoor gardens like there's no reason you can't grow your own kale or grow your own sweet peppers and it's super rewarding and very inexpensive yeah well my mom's always had a garden since I can remember so I always I, I shop there so I shop in the summer but then she also goes to these farms and she picks bushels of things and then she brings it back to the whole family and then she disperses everything. So we get, we always, every time we visit, we always go home with like a huge bag of fresh vegetables, but she also picks things. She picks things at the side of the road. She picked fresh asparagus, like organic asparagus. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. She picks like the dandelions, like again, bitters, right at the side of the road. They're Italian, (laughs) right? 
Yes, we're Italian, home bears. Yeah, of course, the dandelions. Oh, my God, that's so cleansing. Dandelion (laughs) tea is so cleansing for your liver and your kidneys. That is so good. I'm telling you, my parents are so healthy. My dad will eat, like, 10 fruits and vegetables a day, 10. Like, every time I see him, he's eating a a fruit, Uh, vegetables. Like, their meals consist of, like, at least two vegetables every, every dinner. That's and great. so my family's always been very healthy. I don't know what happened to me. No, I'm pretty healthy too, actually. But right now I'm not on track and I need to, I think because of COVID, probably just a little bit too much red wine, but we're going to get back on track because <laughs> that is what this show is doing for everyone and for myself as well. So let's take a look at some things to be mindful of when you're trying to change your eating habits for the better. So let's talk about when you're eating out, for example. What are things that we can be mindful of? Well, I mean, I know we've, we've talked about it a couple times, but like how much alcohol you're drinking. I think that's mm-hmm. a really, really important thing to be mindful of, knowing that as soon as you start drinking alcohol, not that you shouldn't drink at all, but as soon as you start down with a glass of wine, that's going to stimulate, stimulate your appetite. So you have to decide, okay, am I someone who, you know, is able to stop at a certain number of drinks or is this just going to, you know, end up meaning I have four drinks. So I think alcohol is the first thing. I think the second thing is looking for um, dishes on menus that are made from simple, whole ingredients, and you know what everything is. Um, So, you know, opting for lots of whole foods, vegetables, you know, every, I feel like when people say you can't eat healthy eating out, I totally disagree with that. I totally disagree too. Yeah. Even going to a pub, you can find something healthy. And you can ask the kitchen to modify your menu items for you and substitute vegetables where you can for the fatty, starchy sides if you really, really wanted to. I mean, you might have to pay an extra dollar, but it can be done. Yeah, totally. Like, we used to go, so I live in the West End. We used to go to Vesuvio's. I don't know if you know that. Um, Pizzeria was in the city forever. It closed down. But anyhow, I used to often get, like, the salmon. I love their, like, baked salmon and it would just come with, like, tons of white rice. And I'd always be like, you know what, can I just get more vegetables? Their vegetables are so good. They're just, like, quick sautéed, probably in a little bit of butter. I'm okay with that. But just, like, salmon with, like, tons of vegetables. And it's so delicious. And then I don't have the bread because people fill up on bread. Like, don't have the bread brought to your table. If it's out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. I agree. And how about avoiding attending parties and dinners out when you're starving to death? Because then you're going to have to make greedier choices. Yeah, so I think it's really important if you're going to a party that you make sure that you are not going there absolutely starving. Because the body is smart, right? So some people go just to eat. That's why they go to the party. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, if you want to feel your best and have good energy, um, especially the next day, you want to wake up feeling joyous and vibrant, then you want to make sure that you're reasonable um, at the party or social gathering you're going to. So make sure you eat well during the day and don't go to the party absolutely starving because if you know there's going to be nothing really good for you there, then you're going to end up, you know, really overeating. It doesn't okay, mean you can't eat anything. Quickly, okay? before we go to break, yeah. when you're eating at home, what are things to be mindful of so that we can eat better? Yeah, so I think it's always important to make sure you eat enough protein and fat. I know we talked about um, hmm. fat briefly before. Because protein fat, makes you feel full and it'll yeah, last a few hours do. after eating. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Okay. And whether that's plant-based or animal-based, it doesn't matter. But, you know, eating some eggs, for example, have fat and protein, very satiating. 
having some fish, having some chicken, having some nuts and seeds, some head parts. Like there are so many different foods that contain protein and fat, and that's a great snack or wonderful to have at a meal so you feel satiated and boost your metabolism too. And Joy, we're going to continue with this conversation on things to be mindful of when you're trying to change your eating habits and so much more when we come back on the Dating and Relationship Show. We'll be right back. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellata. I'm joined tonight by Joy McCarthy. She's an award-winning certified holistic nutritionist. And we're talking about healthy eating and implementing healthy eating habits. And uh, in the segment, we're also going to talk about couples and eating habits and overcoming your differences. Ooh, but right now, I just want to... <laughs> finish off the conversation we were having before the break. So we were talking about um, ways to be mindful of when you're trying to change your eating habits for the better and when we already discussed when you're eating out and a little bit about when you're eating at home. And let's just continue with that conversation. Do you have any other tips for us? Yeah, I would say um, something that's really important is to, especially because all of us are spending more time at home, is to actually listen to your body and eat only when you feel hungry. And this is a great thing if you're working from home. It's not like you have to take a break at a certain time. Um, because I think, you know, a trap that people fall into is just eating all the time. But actually eat when you feel the sensation of hunger, not just because it's 12 noon or 3 p.m. when you normally go for your coffee break. Listen to your body. And that's intuitive eating, which is very popular this year. That's a very exactly. popular it's, it's, term is being like intuitive. A, yeah, it's a no-nonsense approach. It's like how we've been eating since the beginning of time. Um, eating when you're actually hungry, which means if you wake up in the morning and you don't feel hungry... Um, you don't have to eat right away. You know, there's some days I wake up and I'm starving and I can't wait to eat and I'm dreaming of my breakfast. And other days when I'm like, no, I'm going to wait a couple hours. I'm not hungry yet. Yeah. Um, and probably try to stick to what, three to four meals per day and avoid the grazing mentality, which can lead you to eat and, and spend more. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, I, most people do not need to be eating every two to three hours. Um, and that can really deplete your digestive enzymes and your hydrochloric acid so that when you do go, when you are eat, when you're eating all the time, you're depleting these important chemicals that help you digest your food, which can lead to bloating and heartburn. So when you sit down to eat a meal, the best digestion you're going to have is if you feel hungry. So I really want people to like listen to their body. What does that mean? It could mean your tummy is growling. It could mean your tummy feels a bit warm. We all tend to identify with what hungry means, means in the morning. But a lot of times, you know, throughout the day, whether it's lunch or dinner, you're just eating because you think it's the time. But you should be eating when you actually feel the sensation of hunger and going a little longer, like between meals, say like four hours. Mm-hmm. And really think about how that food is going to make you feel once you eat it. Again, intuitive eating. If you yeah, know exactly. something's going to make you feel horrible, but you know it tastes good, is it worth eating? <laughs> no. It- and there's so many foods that are so good for you and taste amazing that there's no reason 
Like, I don't recommend anyone eat it, eat something just because it's healthy, but it tastes horrible. I don't eat any food that tastes terrible. Well, I do like apple cider vinegar, but <laughs> I didn't used to like it. But I love red wine vinegar, so I don't know. I can drink that. Weird. <laughs> okay, let's talk about couples and eating habits and overcoming your differences. So Yeah. So what's your advice to people who are in a relationship with someone whose food habits completely differ from differ from theirs, which I and this is very common. Mm-hmm. Can, do you think that these differences can be overcome or do you think it's it's important for a couple's eating habits to be somewhat similar? Um, okay, so I don't want people to think that they can change their partner. Um, I think it ha- it has to be your partner has to be willing to make a change. And if they're not willing to make a change, I don't think that should stop you from eating healthy yourself. I think that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I do think having good communication and saying to your partner, hey, you know what? I want us to eat better. This is really important to me. Um, I want to live a long, healthy life. I want to be able to run around or play tennis when I'm 70. And I want you to do it with me. And so having that open dialogue with your partner is key. And if they're like, hey, you know what? It's just not important to me. I also think that's okay. And you have to respect what your, how your partner wants to live their life too. And if they're not wanting um, to jump on the bandwagon of healthy eating, then you have to take care of you. You got to take care of number one. And more often than not, I hear this from, I hear this from many couples. Um, you know, people will tell me, look, like, you know, my husband, he just wasn't on board. So I just started making really great, delicious food, was making recipes from your cookbooks. And uh, my husband, he got on board because he saw me eating all this good food and he wanted to try it too. So well, and unfortunately, uh, yeah. And when that happens, when, when, when they're not on the same page, unfortunately, you know, sometimes they go their separate ways, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's their goals yeah, that align anymore. And so, yeah, that can happen. But, okay, let's talk about raising healthy eating children. So going yeah. off the last question, how do you navigate these differences when it comes to raising kids? What if your partner's fine with giving the kids, like, sugar and you're not? How do you navigate? Yeah, that would drive me crazy. <laughs> that would drive me crazy because I am in a relationship where my husband wouldn't do that. And I think it's really important to be on the same page as your partner um, in how you feed your kids. And these are conversations you need to have before you have kids um, because that can be very tricky if you're on totally opposite spectrums. Not that, not saying my husband and I are like 100% on the same page, but like have these discussions. Um, and get on the same page because you want to be raising your kids together, not in like silos. One parent does one thing, another parent does another thing. So I think that's like parenting 101, be on the same page. Mm -hmm. Any more tips before we take a break? Um, Cook with your kids, cook with your spouse, especially if you have a partner who isn't into food. You know what? Get them to pick a recipe out and make it together. Just try it maybe even once a week and you'll realize how fun it is. Okay, we're going to continue this conversation, Raising Healthy Eating Children, when we come back on the Dating and Relationship Show. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm 
and Laura Bellotta, host of the Dating and Relationship Show, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's Sunday night. And joining me tonight is Joy McCarthy. She's an award-winning certified holistic nutritionist. Welcome back. Thank this you. Our last segment is going by so fast. You're giving I know. Us so many great tips. Okay, let's continue our conversation around raising healthy eating children. Sure. What are your best tips for raising healthy eaters? How can you make a child love eating vegetables, for example? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the most important thing is to make your food taste really good. I think we have negative associations around foods that we grew up eating because they were not cooked very well. Like, for example, you know, my grandmother used to boil a lot of stuff, boiled broccoli and boiled Brussels sprouts, which I thought were, you know, smells horrible, tastes disgusting. So, you know, we grow up thinking, oh, I hate Brussels sprouts. But what about like cooking Brussels sprouts by baking that, roasting them with some balsamic vinegar and it caramelizes a bit and cooking it. I make that recipe too. It's really good. So delicious and so simple. Like this is easy cooking. So with kids, you have to make the food taste good and you want to introduce a variety of flavors as soon as is safe. So with my daughter, Vienna, who's now four and a half, you know, I was introducing curry spices, turmeric and cumin and all these different flavors to her before she was even one year old because I wanted her to have, I wanted her palate to develop to, you know, realize that food has so many different flavors. And also remember, like, as a parent, if you're like, oh, my kid just hates mushrooms, I don't get it. Why won't they eat mushrooms? Go so good for the immune system. Mm. Remember that there are some foods that people just don't like. Like my daughter, I use this as an example because she hates mushrooms. She says they're slimy. She doesn't like them. And it was for the longest time, I was like, oh, man, but they're so good for you. And then I'm like, you know what? She just doesn't like mushrooms, and that's A-OK. Yeah, so you have to understand that there are going to be some foods that your children just won't like, no matter what. Exactly, and that's We can't force it on them. No, never force it on. And also remember, children need to try foods multiple times. Like if your kid tries avocado and they're like, I hate this, Don't get stressed out. Parents get so stressed out when their kid doesn't like a healthy food. You've only let them try it once. You got to try. You need to um, introduce foods to kids if they hate it. You got to try at least six or seven times. Okay, great tips. So, what's a great go-to meal to make for someone on an at-home date, let's say? Um, And what are some great recipes a couple can make together? Let's, let's answer that question first. What are some great recipes a couple can make together? I have some. Well, what yeah, I'm just thinking of what I'm eating for dinner tonight because it's so hot. We're having fish tacos. I always feel Perfect. like I was going to say fajitas. Okay, tacos, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So Come what on, do you use as a shell? shell? Yeah, soft shell. I like soft shell, though. So I guess those okay. are more like fajitas. So do you like fish tacos or with soft shell? Um, I think that's really fun to make because, you know, if you're going to chop up all the different ingredients, you use the toppings. And then either get outside and grill the fish or if you want to keep it easy and you don't have a barbecue, just stick the fish in the oven. When it comes out, a spritz of lemon or, sorry, a spritz of lime, chop up some fresh cilantro or if you don't like that, some parsley, a little bit of sea salt. Um, and then you, you know, all your ingredients for your taco toppings, like super, super simple. Yeah. Um, and if, opt for like carbs. If you're going to have carbs, have healthy carbs, like sweet potato, brown yeah. rice, uh, brown rice, those types of carbs. What I love doing is I love making poke bowls. 
and it's something that you can do together. And I put in fresh ingredients, quinoa, danami, tomatoes, nuts and seeds. I put in goat cheese, feta, cucumbers, or whatever vegetables I like. And then I use a low-fat dressing or an oil and vinegar dressing, and those are delicious. Or turkey burgers are great as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, to all of that. Well, listen, this has been a fantastic show. I hope that uh, everyone listening was able to take away some valuable information on today's show. And after all, I mean, eating healthy and living a healthy lifestyle can make you happier, more productive, and less likely to have health problems. Joy, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people learn more about your cookbook or cookbooks and, uh, and find you? Yeah, so you can find me at joyoushealth.com, which is J-O-Y-O-U-S health.com, or on Instagram. I share a lot of recipes there, and I'm on YouTube. I upload um, a new video, usually recipes every single week. Awesome. I'm starting to do a little bit more of that as well. Well, it was great virtually meeting you. and um, thank, you. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for tuning in each and every week. Ciao for now. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.